this is still in beta. I okay. One, hold on. Let me check out something because, um, yeah. Okay, so we're coming up on a couple of milestones for our uh -oh. podcast. One is, is this is going to be episode ninety-eight, and also we'll have been doing this ten years come July, I think. Okay. Can you believe wow. that? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre to think about. Um, but yeah, we'll have been doing this podcast for nobody for 10 years. <laughs> Averaging 10 episodes a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so this is still in beta. We talk about video games and we make them. I want to, okay, this isn't on the list, but since I watched it recently, I kind of want to talk about the Marvels because I thought that movie was pretty fun, but it seems like a lot of people don't like it for some reason. Well, uh, I think there's a couple of things. Number one, uh, I think everybody's freaking sick of superhero movies. Sure. Um, the format was now not to say that it was exactly the same. Like the format for Marvel movies is exactly the same for all Marvel movies, right? It's like okay, some kind of bad guy minor thing happens at the beginning. There's a fight with people using their powers, and they kind of win that fight. It's fine, you know, and then like, OK, we, we did it. We sort of we sort of won this. But that was just part of the bad guy's bigger plan. And then later, like the the group that's there, it's like, oh, OK, well, we had some problems, but we kind of got through that first one. And then it's like, OK, well, now we know that there's our bad guy out there doing stuff. So we got to we got to go deal with him. But we're really bad at working together right now. And so we try to stop the bad guy, but we fail really bad. And now we're all like, dull, dang it, bad guy's going to win. But wait a minute, we're the good guys. Let's cheer up and have a speech and then feel better about ourselves. And now we've got a plan to stop the bad guy. And then at the end, bigger fight than the first time. And now we stop, we win and we stop the bad guy at the end. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I think, think that just, is also just kind that of story. like the hero's journey. You see that story so many times that it's just like, uh, okay, well, here's the part where they're going to fail. Uh, uh -huh. yeah. And you get sick of that pretty easily. But also, aside from that, I had so many just problems with the fake science of this movie. I had so many questions and, and there were so many like weird, like plot holes and rules that they make up that they never define. And mm -hmm. Like they keep breaking rules that they never established to begin with, or like the, the the rules change all the time. Like this portal only sucks air out of the planet. This portal only sucks water out of the planet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is? How does that even? What? Yeah, yeah. It. Um, I guess maybe I just didn't have any investment in the mechanics of the movie. Maybe that's the thing is like, cause this is this movie. I like 
didn't wasn't really enthusiastic about seeing it in theaters because uh like I kind of liked Miss Marvel but then bringing in like uh the girl from WandaVision I was just like why hasn't she done anything that like explains her magic powers and then they just kind of throw her into this and say she's related somehow and yeah, then, it seems like there was a season of a show that didn't happen. Yeah. Where like like something got canceled during the writer's strike or something that would have explained her better that never happened is what it feels like occurred. I, I don't think the writer's strike happened long enough to have had much of an effect on on that. But it was just like she was a part of a part of the Captain Marvel movie and then a side character in the WandaVision show. And that's where they explain that she has superpowers and they do a bit of hand waviness at the beginning of this movie to, to be like, yeah, they've, these two other people also have magic powers. They're vaguely related, I guess, or we've decided to make them related. Uh, and that's the base, the premise for most, most of the movie and uh yeah i don't know so i i went into it with kind of low expectations and then when it was just kind of a silly movie with people being goofy i was like all right i guess <laughs> like like i i think the thing that's kind of threw me was this seems to like some of the stuff okay the bulk, what seems to be the bulk of the movie, or like everything that is like between credits sequences, doesn't have a whole lot of impact other than throwing this character you didn't know into a different dimension or something, right? And then the two post-credit scenes are like the most pivotal things about the movie. Because they're establishing like Avengers Jr. and like the link to the fox x-men universe and it's like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> like how did you like undersell this movie when it is introducing these two like very big connections to things yeah well here's another thing so they also like there's a lot of so this is something that that robbie pointed out here but there's like the a lot of changes happened in the uh just like the the uh comic book representation or the, the movie representation of characters versus some of the comic book ones like first of all like miss marvel uh kamala in the comics does not have a magical armband no she's like, just like stretchy powers. or something right yeah she's like a stretchy person or something right her powers are totally different and the quantum bangles that mm -hmm. they show in that like there's actually a character from marvel called quasar whose power is quantum bangles comes from quantum bangles so okay. they base and but that's like a blonde white guy so they basically like erased that character and turned him into miss marvel for the marvel universe uh-huh uh yeah okay <laughs> fine i guess and uh yeah i mean it, it's like not 
that's not even like on my radar as some of the biggest changes they've done to the like comic reality. So yeah. like, I don't even really give it the time of day. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't really care anymore. Uh-huh. I've gotten so that some of these things have gotten like so far out of my, I guess, previous understanding of the comic book lore that like where what once used to kind of irk me has now like it does it, not matter is it all is it all marvel stuff though or is it like sony's spider-verse stuff that's like gotten so far off like when morbius goes it's a morbin time and then morbs everyone up uh <laughs> i have not watched morbius so <laughs> i don't know i mean that that stuff is just like so bananas that's um, yeah. There's like a lot of like terrible jokes about like the Spider Man movies, like uh, Spider Man ma- minus like Spider Man ma- movies. Yeah, it's like made up quotes, like like made up quotes from Adam Webb, or like you are the madam of this web, and you know stuff like that. Oh, Which, the one quote I saw from that was apparently like in the trailer, but not in the film. That was like the quote is something like he was there when my mo- my mother was studying spiders in the Amazon before she died. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) they didn't keep that in the movie. They didn't keep that in the movie, apparently, but, um, I mean, yeah, like just stuff from like, like, uh, Thanos, right. And his like infinity gauntlet stuff and his motivations for getting all that stuff together was like his love affair with the personification of death instead of his whole like resource management it wasn't sim. it wasn't just to get rid of also that seems, seems like such a short, short i don't know there's just so many problems with that whole thing seems like so short-sighted let's just get rid of half of people that'll fix the problem forever like what like yeah like what? Y- yes <laughs> yeah but I, it it, and it like, or like conversely if it's a resource problem and you you could have just doubled the resources uh-huh. And not had to kill anybody. Yeah. If that no, was it's, like it it I do think though that it is it is ridiculous when you like think more deeply about it, right? Like, but he was so dedicated to that cause that he had kind of like lost reason, right? And mm-hmm. so I don't think that's outside of like reality. Where people will come to a come to a very unreasonable conclusion or an unreasonable solution to a problem, not See, realizing that it's completely ineffective and still like fight tooth and nail to have this uh bad short sighted solution be the answer. See, and like the biggest problem I feel like was when he got his hand on the mind stone. I feel like he should have been able to have a like cogent thought in his head and realize his idea was stupid. I don't know how the mind stone works. <laughs> it doesn't make you like not an idiot. I don't think so. I mean, no. the the only other person who really had it much was Vision, and like, I mean, he wasn't an idiot, but he was also like not. <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't not not an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Like he <laughs> fell in love with a human woman. You know, it's like well, I mean. How's that going to work out, Mindstone? You know, 
Yeah. So I mean, he was kind of idiotish too. The fact that he like decided to exist in front of, you know, instead of just like hiding as much as he could, like yeah, go just to go the go. With, <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, just go, <laughs> just go intangible, sink into the center of the earth, and be like, I come and get me, I guess. Yeah. Or just be intangible. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the I don't know if the reality stone could have like made him tangible or something. I don't know, but I mean if if like but I mean if if Thanos tries to space stone to to Vision's location where the air is made of rock, then at the very least, you know, he can't snap his fingers. Yeah. Or just fly off to the sun. You know, and be intangible in the sun. And it's like, well, Thanos, I'm in the sun. Come get me. So, anyway. So, yeah, the Mind Stone did not make him some genius. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I really don't know what it does. Yeah, even, like, the geniuses in the show were idiots, though. Because, I mean, like, like, fucking, fucking... Doctor Strange, like, really? Like, your plan was the only plan that would have worked? Like, like, for real? If he had just... Uh, like, that whole thing, like, they almost got the glove off of him, right? Uh-huh. And, like, basically just, like, all he had to do was, like, fucking sew Thanos' mouth shut with magic, and then that would have that would have won the fight. I mean, he could have used... That I don't know, swirly portal and like just made one above his head and chopped his head off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I feel like I feel like he did not try enough scenarios in that one specific fight there. Uh it seemed very illogical to me. (laughs) It's I you know, it's one of those things that like I guess because you I don't know. The the writers just have to like railroad a a more interesting conflict than like I don't know a, a how it should have ended episode. You know, <laughs> it's the it's the fly the ring to Mordor on the eagles. You know, let the, that's the same <laughs> the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess sometimes sometimes I'm very critical about stuff like my big uh-huh. rant about field of dreams and sometimes like sometimes I, you just turn your brain off sometimes I just turn my brain off and I'm like I just don't care and I'm not really thinking about this anymore and I don't <laughs> <laughs> you know so go, that, to go, me, she, that to me sounds like a different kind of superhero fatigue like yeah like your your brain is no longer to long able to process like concern or thought about like the storylines anymore it's like it's fine whatever yeah it's just kind of i don't know it's just kind of it's just kind of it is uh it is you know 10 p.m and i forgot to eat dinner and there's a wendy's across the street and it's going to eat wendy's is what it is and it's just like yeah it's here (laughs) i'm not real critical about it and sometimes it's good (laughs) <laughs> well yeah 
The one thing about the Marvel that I will say is the people that only stood you, understood you if you sang, that planet felt like it was a planet that came out of like a Rick and Morty episode. So I appreciated that. That was like the best part of the movie. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie as well. Um, <laughs> and it's like Planet Bollywood or something. Exactly. Yeah, it was like Planet Bollywood. Um, oh, and I also liked the the like trouble with triples, but it's cats and their solution to like save everybody is have a have the cats eat everybody. Oh, yeah, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. I mean, as soon as the little pod came up, I was like, oh, that's one of the cats. Yeah, it's clearly a cat pod, and they're gonna have. Yeah, so it's like, oh, they're gonna have to evacuate, and the cats will eat everybody. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because somehow the way their biology works, and this is another thing of like you could think too much about the science, but like they aren't becoming more dense because they are eating all of these people. No, they're portable holes. The cats have portable holes in their stomachs. So anyway, but that was nice. I was like, yeah. So, oh, so uh, about a video game thing, I did finish Baldur's Gate 3, finally. Okay, was it worth it? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was as good as, you know, playing the other Divinity games. Okay. Um, I had some major problems with the third act, though. Um. Like, technical problems, or... Opinion problems. Opinion problems, I guess. I guess some of it was like I did things in a way, like a weird way or whatever. Or like <laughs> that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> right. So I think part of it was like there's a whole big surface area. Like there's there's like the top level, like the ground level where like all the people are and stuff. But like I made about three steps in and I found a doorway into the sewers. And I was like, well, I'm in the sewers. I might as well explore the entire sewers. And so, like, basically, as soon as I, like, three steps into Act 1, I, uh, or Act 3, well, okay, sorry, sorry. There's, like, two parts. There's, like, the outer, there's outside of the city, and then there's, like, the lower city, which is, like, the most inside Baldur's Gate you get in the game. It's the Uh area called the lower city. So, I did all the stuff on the outskirts of the city, and then there's, like, a little bridge that's, like, a halfway point that you go through, and, uh... So I'm on the bridge to get to the lower city. And then like one, there's like three like main like boss, bad boss guys uh, before the final, final boss. And so like I'm on this little bridge and one of the dudes is like, uh, I wa- I'm here. I want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, fine, I'll meet you. And so he's like in that zone. And so I walk up the stairs and like find him and he's had this whole like party that he's doing. He's like going to be crowned Duke or some shit. I don't know. He's getting at some kind of coronation or something, but he wants to like talk to me. And it's just like, this is a fucking bad guy. I don't want to talk to him. So like I get up there and it's like, Oh my gosh, there's so many like dialogue lines. And I stopped listening and I just reload before that conversation happened because I didn't want to deal with all that shit. <laughs> and so then I go upstairs and instead of like going over to talk to him, I like walk off to the side I find like a choke point, like a doorway that's out on a balcony. And then I just start attacking people and making them all come through this one little doorway. There's like 50 guys. Uh And I I make them all start coming through this tiny little doorway. And because they have to pass through like my murder hole, I just keep, you know, murdering the shit out of them. And are you still doing your like uh, darkness 
darkness murder thing that you were yeah, doing? Yeah, obviously, obviously I'm doing my like cloud of murder, dark murder is darkness. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so I use that tactic and I just kill everybody in that coronation ceremony uh-huh. or whatever. And so he's dead. And it's like, okay, one of the bosses is down. He had a bunch of whole, probably like some other side quest and shit. And I just, I didn't even want to deal with that. <laughs> I just killed him as soon as I saw him. As soon uh-huh. as I had the chance and kill this guy. So that was just one left. One of the, one of the three before I get to the big, the big final ending boss. So beat that guy. Okay. I'd say he's dead. Now let's go down to the lower city. All right. Lower city. So again, two steps in, I go down to the sewers uh-huh. and instead of going back up and continuing to explore the top where all of the quests are, all of the side quests in the game are all up on the top. I go down in the sewers. I like explore the whole sewers and then I get to a spot and where it looks like this chick shows up and she's like, I stole one of your friends. And it's like your best, your second best fighter. Uh-huh. And I'm like, damn it. I don't want to lose that person. And she's like, I'm going to murder him if you don't come and murder me. Uh, and so now it's like, fuck, I can't go back up. I can't go back to the surface and do all the side quests and shit now. Cause I, cause I have to save like my second best character mm-hmm. that got kidnapped. And so now I have to go find now. All my focus is just beelining to how to get to that person. So I'm like, explore the sewers. Okay, find the layer. And and there was like somebody that has to there was like somebody like a serial killer murdering people. So I had to kill the serial killer and get all of the serial killer like trophies that he gathered and use those as like to buy entrance to go find this this last boss. And so I kill the serial killer and then <laughs> take his bag of hands, his handbag. It's called uh-huh. a handbag and it's full of hands. Okay. And then I use that to get into this murder zone. And then she's down there and she's like, oh, I'm going to kill your, I'm going to kill you and everybody. And I'm like, no, you're not. And then I kill her. And so then that's the third boss down. And so now it's like, okay, now all that's left is the final, final boss. And like 5,000 side quests that I haven't got to do yet because that stupid chick interrupted me so now i'm like finally i can go finish the game and like do all the side quests and stuff Uh but it's like that's like the worst way to do it because uh there's like all these friggin robots like one of the things that got like like the 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 guy that i killed who the the guy doing the coronation that i killed he had replaced a lot of the the watcher, he, he created this thing called the steel watch, which are these like giant robots that explode when you kill them. And so they're like patrolling the streets everywhere. And he was in control of them. And once I defeated all of the lieutenants, now anytime I run into one of those things, it immediately starts a fight. Now, instead of just being able to run around in the, in the top part of the lower city and just like do side quests and stuff, Literally any time I run into a group of guards with a robot, I have to do a combat. So I have to, I have, to, I have like 15 times as much combat that I have to do as like anybody who plays the game in normal order because of that bullshit. It was like so freaking annoying. 
oh god damn there's another fucking robot i gotta go kill and and i have to and like the town guard gets involved too if the robot attacks me it aggers the town guard so i have to murder so basically like i have to murder like half the city just uh-huh. so i can get around and do side quests it's like so freaking annoying <laughs> yeah that sounds awful and then and then the last part like at the very end uh i'm gonna give a step away for you because you don't care but like you get you get to the end like where you're about to like go defeat the final boss and the weight like basically it, it ended up being where like i had to become a mind flayer to defeat the end boss and like that was a mistake like and not so much like from a story standpoint i don't give a shit if my character's a mind flayer or whatever who cares it was more a mistake that because my character that i was playing was a monk and so my whole system of attacking was doing unarmed strikes like i had literally thrown all of his he 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 threw all his weapons in the trash because if he equipped a sword he would do or any weapon he would do less damage than his bare fists wasn't the whole I had somebody was telling me about like the the opening of the game. It wasn't the whole premise like you were being turned into a mind flayer. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yes, the whole premise is like you you get tadpoles, which are the things that turn someone into a mind flayer. So like most of your party has tadpoles in their head. That's kind of what the whole main story is about: is trying to stop that from happening. Okay, but and so you're saying the ending is at the end, don't. at the very end, somebody has to be a mind flayer to to win the final fight for plot reasons and That's so i'm dumb. like and so i'm like fine i'll make my character a mind player and like here's a here but here's the thing that's like total bullshit is like it, it changes your stats around but the the really bullshit thing was that like it got rid of the unarmed attack option like that's just gone unless like like you keep all of your class skills and stuff but the default attack for a mind player that's not using a weapon is this like tentacle lash thing. So basically like I went from having a character that could do like, you know, 30 damage with his basic attack. And he had, you know, two attacks to uh, having this like bullshit tentacle whip thing that did like, six to 22 damage and so the only way for me to do my unarmed attack was to use my monk abilities like flurry of blows or stunning strike stunning strike still used my my unarmed attack stat roll from Uh like a normal unarmed attack so i but all of those require key points so i had to use basically if i wanted to do the damage that my character could before i had to use key points for every single thing and no other no other class in the game has that problem because everybody else it doesn't change the equipment that you can use it doesn't change the spells or abilities you have access to so it literally it like the becoming a mind player literally only specifically fucks over a monk that is not using a weapon so literally my character <laughs> and I'm just like fine and I still like beat the whole game with my gimped out stupid ass monk that can't do unarmed strikes uh-huh. but I'm just like oh this is so fucking so I like I I like kind of like soured me on the game like that third act is just a bunch of stupid bullshit like that 
Well, I think that's the one act that wasn't part of the early access stuff. Yeah. So, I, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Larian has forms and stuff. I'm going to write them and be like, look, you need to give monks the unarmed strike. You, you just need to give that ability as an option because it's total bullshit that you had this stupid tent. Like, fine, have the tentacle whack as like an option, sure, but like, you just need the fist punch because it's total bullshit that. Every other class doesn't get raked over the coals like that. Yeah. Or at least have that tentacle thing take on your normal unarmed strike, you know, stats. Yeah, uh, it was it was it was like an intelligence based attack, so it didn't get any of the benefit. It didn't count as an unarmed strike. It didn't get any of the benefits because like I had all this equipment that would add like another like. 20 damage per attack it because i had like gloves that would give me a d10 of force damage on an unarmed strike i had a ring or something that gave me an extra d4 of damage on an unarmed strike the monk uh way of the open fist has a default thing that like adds an extra d4 plus your wisdom uh damage to unarmed strikes none of those benefits affect the tentacle whip attack <clears throat> But it also just seems like this game that's touted as having such an open choice way to play and to like force the player's hand to like become a mind flayer to win. No, I mean you can bit you can be a bitch and make somebody else be the mind flayer. No, I mean like having anybody have to be the mind flayer, that seems like such a cop out to me. Uh-huh. As, like I think under the umbrella of like this game being so like open uh like such so like freedom of choice and approach and stuff. yeah it, it's so like at the end of the story so here's the thing too like at the end there like so there's somebody that was so like you have this thing called the astral prism and it's like at so at first you don't understand what how it works but it's magically basically protecting you from the end boss which is an elder brain so an elder brains control the mind flares right mm-hmm. So you have uh, you have this magical artifact that's protecting you from it. And then later you realize that there's a person inside it who's like the, the Gith Prince. That's his power is what's protecting. It's actually protecting you. But it's being controlled by a mind flayer that is free from the effects of the Elder Brains. So at the very end, you have to choose. Do you work with? So this mind flayer has been helping you the whole game. And then you learn that at some point. So then at the very end, you have to choose like the mind player inside the prism is like, okay, to defeat the elder brain, I have to eat the guy that I'm holding prisoner to gain his power so that we can beat the thing. Uh-huh. And if you're like, I don't want you to eat the guy. I want to free the guy. Uh, then he's like, fuck you. I joined the bad guys. Like, that's it. Uh-huh. Like literally that's what happens. You can't just say like, but like if you free him and become a mind flayer. He's like, I'm supposed to hate and kill all mind flayers, but you're cool because we need to stop this elder brain. And it's like, it seems like there would be a diplomatic solution where you could say like, free the guy. The guy knows that we need a mind flayer to win the fight. He's not going to kill you. He'll let you live and like fucking compromise instead of one of those two characters has to die. It seems like a, like that seems kind of like a cop out situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, it just doesn't sound very I am not excited to play that game. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is 
I don't know. It's just kind of I'm I'm looking at this other list you've got of like triple A games that came out last year that nobody cares about, and I'm just like, like honestly, Baldur's Gate is one of those that I just don't care because I think it's just not my style of game. When it I don't. Comes down yeah, to it. it's it's not. I mean, we couldn't even we couldn't even get past the tap. We we basically barely got past the tutorial stuff in when we tried to play Divinity and like you were over it. Yeah, it's like you got to tell. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many characters, yeah, and things. Yeah, I I understand. Like the last, the last act, like the lower city, especially in Baldur's Gate three, like it it's kind of exhausting because there's like it's so compact. There's like so many buildings with multiple floors in them and basements and stuff, and there's just like it's like so dense with just like stuff and like all these characters that you can talk to that have nothing to say and it's just like uh and you yeah. don't know for sure if this person will do a quest or not because some of them will start a side quest and some of them won't mm-hmm. and there's no way to tell the difference until you talk to them yeah, yeah it, see, this it, is why it, i would much rather just play like real D with a dm in front of me who can tell i'm just getting tired of it <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah yeah it it, um, it Yes, it gets a little like as much as people rail on like Ubisoft games and stuff where there's like a little question mark over the characters that actually matter. Like, at least it saves you some fucking time. You know, you're not like having to dick around and like talk to like every random dude that's got a name just to see. And and, yeah, like so many of the characters in that last act have they just. Starts a cinematic for them to say one line that doesn't fucking matter at all, and then we move on. It's just like, uh. And there's like full buildings of people like that too. It's just like nothing. And like so many shelves and crates and barrels and armoires that just don't have anything in them. It's just like, uh. Yeah. That sounds like I broke into I broke into your house, I unlocked this chest, and you've got a fucking candle in there. I want to stab you. Like that's how I felt. (laughs) This was not worth it. Be richer. Yes. Just jab him. Have better stuff. And then you kill him. And it's like two candles. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> Where were you yeah. holding these? So. But yes, we should talk about that. Like there were so many games that came out last year. Besides. Like the three that we played. Yeah. Besides Spider-Man but, 2. Yeah. Like. And Baldur's Gate. And. And I, and I just forgot about so many of these. Like. I, this this was the list that I have. So Jedi Survivor was one, and that uh-huh. I had forgotten that there was that Jedi game, and and then Immortals of Avium. I remember seeing ads for that for like about a week, and then never hearing about it again. This and is Immortals of Avium. Is that what you said? Yes, it is a magic. Themed, that's the magic shooter, right? It's a magic shooter. Yeah. Yeah. And like, here's the thing: when I saw it, I thought it was just like some. I honestly thought it was like a free to play arena fighter, like games as a service thing. Uh-huh. And then later, like when like there were more video, more ads for it and stuff, it's actually a totally single player, like story driven game. Yeah. But like, I don't know. The ads were not good for it. Um, but also, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like, I mean, okay, yes, like Elder Scrolls gets away with it, but like, I just feel like it's not a a good 
That one I just think was a bad mix of genres. Like the uh, the Immortals thing? Yeah. I like, like it's it's um it's like magic fantasy, but then it's also like dude bro shooter. And and maybe maybe it was just my thought on like the music that they paired with with it in the videos that that like promoted it and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. like here's like here's like modern rap music playing in the background of this thing and uh-huh. yeah, it's just like this no, this is just too many like weird like not mixing together themes. Um yeah. Wild Hearts, that was another one. And that was like Wild Hearts, that's kinda like a monster huntery type thing, right? I don't know. I don't know what I that doesn't on the one hand, that sounds familiar, but on the other hand, it's because it's such a generic sounding name. It could be any game, right? It sounds to me almost like like uh, uh, some sort of like poker themed capture capture game, but that's not what it's about at all. What do you mean a poker themed capture game? Like a Pokemon game, but you're capturing Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So something like that, we have to play like various card games to collect monsters. And then by playing card games with monsters, you use the monsters to like adjust your card card game in some way to like cheat a little bit. So it's like it's like reverse Pokemon card game where you're collecting monsters to play cards or something, not collecting cards to play monsters. Yeah. Like if you get a spade sword, it'll guarantee the next card you draw is a spade. Uh-huh. And you know, stuff like that or, you know. Yeah, very various things like that. Like the character like there's a monster you get that lets you like discard two guards and draw two new ones and and stuff like that. Mhm. Yes. Yeah, Pokémon. Yeah. Got to I don't know. Got to hold them all. <laughs> gotta know when to hold him gotta know when to hold him yeah <laughs> that's what it is yeah um and so but what is the game <laughs> i told you it's like a, it's like it's it's kind of like a monster hunter type of game it's like it's i don't know like it's like a samurai kind of themed thing where you're like fighting big monsters and you have like crazy gadgets and shit oh okay is it multiplayer then i guess like uh, uh probably it's an ea game so i mean oh yeah so it's probably like got a bunch of loot crates and stuff <laughs> who knows but that was the thing i was also noticing was like every game i was thinking of that on this list were all ea games uh dead space was another one there was a new dead space that came uh, out there was the remake yeah 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 but yeah they're all ea games uh yeah jedi survivor is an ea game <laughs> immortals is an ea game uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the ones you listed are. Yeah, yes, that's true. Um, I feel like they must have had a bad year. Be- well, I guess, obviously, they're still going to make their Call of Duty money, but like, like... Well, they don't have Call of Duty. They've got Battlefield. Oh, the whatever. Oh, what is that all they've got now? Battlefield? Well, they yeah. still have all the, like, FIFAs and stuff. That's the real, real money. Oh, maker. okay. FIFA, yeah. So they're making a bunch of euros, not a bunch of dollars. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, there was a lot of games that were released last year, and I uh, I didn't play almost any of them. Who owns the Warner Brothers stuff now? Is that uh, are they not their own publisher? I thought they were the, their own publisher. Like, because there's also that Sewer Sky Squad game that came out. Yeah, yeah. So Warner Brothers published that, and that was a Rocksteady game. Okay. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just so weird. Like, I wonder who works there now because, like, you look at that game and you're like, how did anybody like responsible for the Arkham games work on this? Because it's not because it's a like Avengers style games as a service game and not a Metroidvania single player deep story game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like it seemed like most of it is just like run around as a guy with a gun in third person. So it <laughs> I just didn't know like Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alan Wake 2 came out last year. Are you familiar with Alan Wake? Uh I know it exists. It's in the same universe, I guess, as the game control, which I kind of like hate played. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we have an episode a few months, a few years back where I complained about that game a lot. Oh, um, yeah, it's in the same universe as control. And yeah. I'm kind of interested in playing Alan Wake 2. I didn't play the first one because it was like on Xbox only. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'm not playing that. And then I think it came out on PC and Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't even imagine playing a game where I'm a character named Alan. Alan? <laughs> Alan. Uh, I guess I did play Jurassic Park. Yeah, though, you can get it on, on Steam now. Yeah, the yeah. original one. Okay. I think I have DLC for it. Uh, for the second that's game? Like a, no, for the first game. That's like a standalone DLC of the first game. That you can play it without playing the yeah. first game that I've heard is good. What the hell kind of game is it? It is a third person shooter. Ugh. And you shine flashlights at people and Ugh. shoot them. That's the first one. The second one sounds like there's more detective stuff. And more like weird, like, I don't know, almost like Twin Peaksy vibes. Yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out last year. Well, that uh, one that one did get a lot of notoriety when it came out, though. Oh, but that yeah, was like true. beginning that's of the true. year. That yeah, was that, the one, that was the one where, where they had all the like poor little guys that were like crucified and uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look at other like AAA games that came out last year that nobody because I can't I find I, a I can't find a list of games nobody cared about. No, because yeah, if you uh, look for games that were released last year, it's like here's. All I, I'm I'm pretty sure I I found like the major the major ones. I think uh-huh. I called out the biggest ones. Oh, Forspoken. That's one you forgot. Right. Yeah. Yes. Was that also an EA game? No, that was a Square, I believe. Yeah, Square Enix. There was a Tron game that came out last year. That's insane. We talked about Diablo Four. No, that was that was a big deal for like a month. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's mostly it's mostly uh, 
the EA games you listed. <laughs> also, I, I mean, again, I forget that a Final Fantasy came out last, like, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A numbered one. 16. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played the whole thing. That one, aside from you, I have heard almost nothing about that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's, that one's odd. Oh, yeah, the Final Fantasy Rebirth game comes out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. I played the demo, and I kind of wish I hadn't played the demo because it goes over, goes through the, like, Nibelheim stuff. Mm-hmm. And, the whole, uh, like, flashback? Yeah, so you play through the flashback. So how is that going to work with the previous game? Is it, like, connected, or are they just going to, like, Start you again at level one or some shit. I think they're going to start you at level one or something because it, I've only, you know, I've only played the flashback thing. So obviously your gear is like reset and changed up, but yeah, the mechanics are slightly different than they were in remake. They're like changed up. And so the material you can get is also changed up. Yeah, at this point, like, I kind of just want to avoid it and just wait until they have, like, the Final Fantasy Rebirth all-in-one package deal or whatever. Because you know that's going to happen eventually. They'll get all of the, like, DLCs and all that stuff, and they'll just have, like, a here's the Ultimate Edition version that you just get everything and not have to to deal with it. (laughs) I I just played through it all at once. Oh, what do you mean? Like the whole, like the trilogy that they're making? Yeah. Yeah. Just wait for it to be done and then like repack it. Like, okay, honestly, this is sort of my feeling like, okay, so you know that I like to have physical copies of games. I don't Uh really like to download games, but uh, this is maybe just more like a problem with just the industry at this point. But like, if you buy a disc version of a game, even if it's supposed to be complete on the disc, it's not complete on the disc anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you know, PlayStation two and PlayStation three, you could buy the disc and I can go put those discs in a PlayStation three and play them and still get the like full game experience of those games. Uh-huh. But like so many games now, even when they come out on disc, you know, I mean, look at, fucking games like like Baldur's Gate 3, right? Like if you bought that on disc, it is buggy as shit. Uh-huh. And like it de- like so many games now depend on like day one patches and stuff so that, you know, whenever the support for that kind of stuff disappears because, you know, it's been 10 years and that console and and there's no, you know, store for it or anything anymore, like those discs are going to be useless or at least very unsatisfying. Uh-huh. Right. And so I'm almost kind of like, I don't want to buy a game on a disc when it comes out anymore. I want to wait two, three years until the like, you know, ultimate edition thing. Yeah. Yeah. Game of the year edition or the ultimate edition or whatever, like gets released later, you know, that doesn't have to, be patched as soon as you put it in or, or something, right? Like, like wait until the game is actually done before you buy it, which is like a shitty way 
to to be a game consumer. Uh huh. But and and it like it's a very bad cycle because if like everybody was like me, right, and that's the way that happened, then like <laughs> no games would get bought. Because yeah, everybody would yeah. be waiting for the game to be done before you buy it. Uh-huh. And that means it doesn't get improved or finished because it made no money. Yeah. Well, yeah. If everybody had your mentality, you would never actually receive the product you wanted to buy in the first place, is what you're saying. Right. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it's We are in a weird state. I think part of it is the assumption of, even on the, even in the part of the publishers and things like there is an assume an assumption that like like when you when you take a product even to just be go through a certification on first party platforms right there are you can get like waivers in things for uh issues that are certification failures and you can say like well we can fix this in a day one patch right and so you can get like guarantees of like yeah we have a fix for that it's not in the code in that version that we sent you but we have a version that does have that fix you know and so you can get it like you can get it through the process so that you can ship the game with the understanding that players will download the thing that fixes that issue right and and like all that aside like that isn't even like like and that's just like the the tip of the iceberg with this kind of stuff, right? Because then yeah. you have folks like Johnny Fucko at Ubisoft saying like players should get used to not owning games. Yeah. Right? Which is just like, okay, we'll get used to not having my money. Because <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my my response to that, I saw that that was posted at work. And it was like, yeah, people players need to be be uh need to get comfortable not owning their games. And I said, my response was, I'm already very comfortable not owning Ubisoft's games. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I'm probably going to buy the game. <laughs> the, the, the Rebirth? Yeah, the Rebirth. Are you going to download it or are you going to buy a physical copy of it? Oh, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to pay like cash money because I got paid in cash from something. I'm going <laughs> to hand them. I'm going to hand them dollar bills. Were you stripping? Not this time. It was... Not this time. Uh no, it's more more lawns for the neighbor next across the street. Yeah, it's twenty dollar. I've got like a handful of twenty dollar bills. I need to get rid of. <laughs> oh, drugs. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> there it is. So, yeah. Um, so you rolled pay... grandma's lawn, and then you sold her her Percocet. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be getting a physical copy. I'll be getting yeah. a physical copy. That, that will be basically useless. Probably. I I don't even know if there's a guarantee that there's a real disc in the package when I buy it as a physical game. You know, because this game... When I downloaded the demo, the demo was like 48 gigabytes for a demo. Mm-hmm. Like, that demo was larger than the install size of Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> I, i'd like what i would like to believe is that the demo was the entire game like it had the assets for the entire game uh-huh. but just only the like was the code was changed to just make that one part of it playable yeah uh that um 
that kind of happened with the Just Cause 2 demo when they released that. They released that game that game's demo and it was a time demo. And it turned out you could modify the executable to remove the time <laughs> and also remove the area restriction zone. So it was just like, the full game. <laughs> well, it was like almost the full like you could fly around the full island or whatever that that was the play area but like mm-hmm. once you got beyond the the like playable zone things like you know traffic and stuff like in some of the LODs like wouldn't load in all the way so it was like okay it's not the full game but you can like <laughs> get an understanding of the extent of everything in this game okay that's funny but uh yeah, that demo was ridiculous. I played that I played that demo for 40 hours. <laughs> uh yeah. Well, but uh well, so those those are games that we're talking about. So so there's also like some trailers for new games that we're uh-huh. uh interested in. Oh my gosh, yes. Death Stranding 2 got a trailer. Did you watch it? I did was like so okay uh-huh. the first game is a blur to me all i remember was that i was like an amazon delivery guy who worked for likes yeah and uh like but but uh, but uh you're building bridges was the holy shit like the glove mask lady like that was fragile right that was fragile yeah did she lady, have that? The lady with the, the two she like, severed hands like over her mouth. Yeah, did she have that like weird, creepy ass glove mask in the first game? Because I no. feel like I would have remembered shit like that. I feel no, like that would have haunted my dreams. Yeah, that was amazing. And then when the puppet, little puppet guy showed up. Oh my up, gosh, the puppet that moves in like an animation style that doesn't exist in real life. Yes. Like, what the fuck? How does he like frame skip in the world? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, does he just move so fast that like our eyes can't perceive his movement unless we're a Saiyan? Yeah, he. Uh, oh my goodness, I love that little guy. Uh, everything about the trailer, like watching it, just made me want to play that game. And I know, I know, like the gameplay is not the vi- the videos that are shown, but like. Kojima really has my number. Like he knows how to make something so stupid that I absolutely love it. Um, do you and then think, when like do you think he trolls his audience? Like, does he yes. know the stuff he's making is that dumb? I think he knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> and like the one time I was within spitting distance of him at when I went to Gamescom and he was having dinner, and like had he not just been like having dinner. I would have been like, I would have wanted to ask him if like that question of just like, do you know, like how ridiculous the stuff you make is? And <laughs> I love it. But are you in on the joke? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, you should have asked. That was your one chance. That was. Yeah, I'll probably never, never get that again. chance again. Yeah. But yeah. And then there was the guy who's like attacks with like electric guitar solos oh yeah that dude was like a character straight out of a an 80s like action hero cartoon 
Uh-huh. Right? Like the characters that would be like, I'm going to play guitar and I'm going to shoot musical notes at you yeah. with my uh, guitar attack. I, it couldn't have been more 80s unless it was a keytar that he used. <laughs> yeah, that would have done it if it was a keytar. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching the trailer again and I forgot that the little hand, the little hand sticking out of her head was holding the little puppet guy on her shoulder. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And then there's the electric guitar guy who was the main villain from the last game. Uh, I guess I didn't get that far. Did he have an electric guitar in the first game? No, that's a new thing, right? Okay. No, like your boss fight with him was just like punching each other in the mud. Uh, I never got that far. Oh yeah. Um, so good. Right. Well, there was also one for the, Elden Ring expansion in the name. If we're talking about, you know, trailers of events that make no sense. Yeah. Like some sort of indiscernible sequence of images that are on screen. Yes. So. Wasn't this game already like big enough? And people yeah. kept being like, oh my gosh, it's longer than that. And then right. they do something else like, it's longer than that. So- so here's here's the thing. So like, I um, I have no idea what happens in this game. I played the game all the way to the end and I beat it. Uh-huh. And if you ask me like what the story was, it's like, uh, I I don't know. I mean like, I don't know really. Uh-huh. I, there was a ring and it shattered. And there's a bunch of like rich people that were fighting over it, and there was a war, and now I'm collecting the shards of the to, big ring, the big ring to to then like be the god or kill a god or restore God or something like that. Something yeah. to do with a god. Uh-huh. Um, and but like that's about all I could tell you about it. And, like, you don't understand, like, I played the shit out of the game. Like, I played through it with three different characters, like, start to end. And <laughs> oh, uh, So you really played it? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's an like, played the sh- like I said, played the shit out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, the only game, the only item, I think, in the game that I didn't acquire was one that required having uh, a PlayStation Plus account, which is why I call it uh, a pay-to-win game. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Ellen Ring is paid to win. You heard it right here. Uh, yes. But, um, yeah. Uh, because, it, because it was like a multi, like you had to play multiplayer to get this one item or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So, but like, uh, I don't know. But I, like, in researching how to find every item in the game, like, there's a whole lot of people in the comments and stuff that like, apparently, I, I, I don't know if it's like a mass hallucination or what, but like, they think there's all this like lore and stuff to this game in this world. Uh, and like all this history and characters have relationships, but like, I guess, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like some of it they're just kind of guessing at because it can't possibly be revealed through just the video game, like all of the stuff that they're talking about. It just yeah. seems impossible. It, it seems impossible to me that there's that much in the game 
that uh, uh, can be gleaned that they talk about. I think there is a lot of like that with from software is like they read all the item descriptions and then they mark them up like post-it notes on the wall. And they're like, clearly there's connections between all of these things. And that's why the storytelling is so good. Cause it's like, don't tell. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's don't tell and don't show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's uh, it's not, it's not that they're showing you anything to let you understand the plot of the of the of the game or the, like the storyline or history or anything. I, they I just feel like yeah, have like item descriptions and like I don't know, maybe like a load screen dialogue or something. Right, that's the thing. I feel like I feel like like I don't know what to call them, but like from soft historians, I feel like they find lore in the games, the way that English teachers find symbolism in fucking Bronte novels or something, right? Like, (laughs) what what is a Bronte novel? (laughs) You know, like Charlotte or Emily Bronte, the Bronte sisters, they wrote novels like Wuthering Heights and The Scarlet Letter. And Oh, I, you know, I was in the English the level of English in high school because I like, Oh no, Scarlet letters, Dan Hawthorne. Uh, Oh yeah. Crap. What was the one? What was the, what? There's three Brontes. Yeah. But Charlotte and Emily are the ones that like wrote stuff. Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. That was the one. I don't know why I get that confused with the Scarlet lever letter. I think it's probably because it was like a boring old time, a book I had to read at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Just some, some boring book you had to read in high school. It was like young girl involving sex with an old man. And it's just like, ugh. yeah, I remember. So my exposure to the Scarlet Letter involved. Because I took uh, I took like regular ass English after the ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> just stuck with the stupid English. <laughs> yeah, because. I took like I took pre-AP English in the ninth grade and I asked my English teacher, I said, is there any value to AP courses other than taking the AP test? Like, is there like, what are we learning here? Is there, is it just for the AP test? And she was just like, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to take the AP test, I don't really know what you get out of these, (laughs) out of this. And I suppose like, I don't know, in hindsight, I don't think it would have made me have a better appreciation for like literature. I think, uh, I think I would be just as much of a curmudgeon about it as I am now. If anything, you might've liked it less because you had, you were forced in a high school setting to like engage with it. Yeah. And that doesn't make things better. Yeah. And, and I, like even in the even in the dumb classes i started to get like up in arms about like authorial intent and like how much that mattered to like the interpretations that they were forcing on us to like have the right answers and i'm like you can't make it mean something and then score me on a test about that (laughs) (laughs) like if that's not what the author wanted like that doesn't make any sense like teach us to like come up with our own interpretations if that's what you're going after, but that's not allowed. 
right? Mm-hmm. Not you can't score on a met on a rubric somebody else interpreting literature <laughs> from their own perspective. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh so anyway, what were we talking about? Elden Ring? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I guess just like so much of the time I feel like such a Philistine that I'm like I put no effort into like attempting to like uh dig deeper but then sometimes like sometimes something does hit me and I'm like oh yeah like there's a deeper resonance to this you know than than just the surface level thing. But, yeah, uh, I I guess I, again for me it's like I can't believe there's people that just get engaged like I can't believe that there's people that play Elden Ring for the story. Maybe that's the part that I find hard to believe. Uh, I play it because there's big crazy monster fights and there's like a thousand different ways to like build a character because like you can build a character around every single weapon in the game and it's valid and you can uh-huh. like every single weapon in the game that you find you could use to beat the end boss and that's amazing to me well yeah i mean that sounds that sounds worth it i mean i hate the way the games play but like <laughs> Yeah. Although I I wonder if I would have liked Bloodborne. Like I I do kind of wonder because I've heard that that game is much more like parry and like aggressive than the just like dodge roll for invincibility frames and like manage your stamina like the other games are. See, I don't feel like it's that. I don't feel like Elden Ring had that problem at all. Like I thought Elden Ring's combat is pretty easy for the most part i mean yes you can dodge roll to dodge roll to dodge things but there's like so many other options that you can do to fight stuff like you're like so i don't know if you know about like the big boss melania or whatever i don't know anything Uh, so there's like like the mega bitch boss it's not the final boss it's one called melania and she's she's actually kind of a side character you do you don't have to beat her to beat the game uh-huh uh but like she's in air quotes the hardest boss in the game okay and uh yes she's got some attacks that like to fully dodge them all like you have to dodge roll like a freaking maniac to uh-huh. to avoid them but you don't have to play that way like there was one playthrough i did where like she's she's very easy to juggle. So I just got up all up in her business and just spammed my like weapon skill and just knocked the ever laughing crap out of her. And she never got to she was she was juggled so hard that she never got to even attack me. And I just like wailed on her. Uh-huh. And then uh another character I played, I just like stayed the arena you fighter is so big i just stayed on the other side of the arena and her crazy attack combo could never get to me she i usually i was so far away that she couldn't even initiate the attack combo Mm. on me so i stayed so far away and then i just threw moons at her until she died (laughs) (laughs) it's like what was one of the spells you can cast uh-huh. So it's like eat a moon, bitch. Whoosh. It's just like killed her with lucky charms, basically. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, so 
Yeah, I think the the thing, well, the thing that I was considering was like, I was wondering if Bloodborne was closer to like the God of War combat or, which I do like, or if it was still like, so. Which, which God of War combat do you like? Well, I mean, both of them, but, or okay. all of them. Yeah. But I'm talking I, about the more recent God of War. I, so I, I don't know if I'm, I really prefer the old God of War to the new stuff. Oh, just the like hack and slash. Like, yes. Like that combat was way more satisfying to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. Like it just, I think I was not initially like all that excited about the combat when I played the first game. Mm -hmm. Like by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm starting to warm up to it. And then playing through the second game, outside of having to play as the boy, I really started to dig it a lot more. And I just recently played through, like, they released a free DLC for Ragnarok. And mm-hmm. I think it's pretty interesting conceptually because it's like they put Hades in my God of War, <laughs> oddly mm-hmm. enough, a game about the Greek gods. Um, but, um, because you, you, you play through a series of like rooms, like challenge rooms, but there's also like story stuff from the, that is, it acts as kind of a coda to Mm -hmm. the game that in a really neat way. So I think there's like story value to it, but there's also like, like playing the first through few rooms, I was just like, I don't remember how to play this game. And then by the time I got to the like end of the DLC, I was like, holy crap. Like, okay. I remember why I like play- <laughs> playing these. Uh, Cause they were just really snappy. And then I started to find out while I was playing those, that there were more like, like combo, like guard cancels stuff that you could do where you could like, start a move and then cancel it and then do another move. And it would still count like you did the previous move. And those are the kinds of things that like from software never gets right. Like there's no such thing as a, as a, as a cancel. Right. No, you've, you're that's, that's true. Like if you hit the sword button, you're committed to that sword button. If you hit the sword button three times, you're committed to the third sword swing. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, it also cues your actions, like your button inputs. Yeah, it cues the shit out of it. And yeah. so it's just like, it's just awful. It's just awful. And and the people who like try to defend it as being realistic have never moved a day in their life. Like, <laughs> I I hate it so much. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, again, I played the God of War games and I, I mean, they're, they're, the new ones are fine, but I, I don't know. The, like I if know you hated like to, the I know you hated the gear system in the more recent God of War. Yeah, that was a that was total trash bullshit. Like the yeah. balance, the re- no, it wasn't the gear itself; it was the balance on the resources to upgrade the gear that was total bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, and the the DLC like has none of that. Like <laughs> it doesn't even you don't even have gear. Uh, all your all your gear is cosmetic. Um, but the uh, I I don't know like the 
the new God of War games, like, okay, so here's the thing. When I, I played the very first new God of War game, the very first time, like, I was like, let me try and just make the difficulty like one step higher than default. And like the tutorial battle killed me. Uh-huh. Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck this game. <laughs> uh, but it's also, it's like, I prefer the old, the other ones because they were like, you know, I'm, I felt like a god in those games because it's like, here's like a hundred skeleton dudes or whatever. And I'm like swinging my chains around and like taking out like 10 or 20 guys in a swing or two, uh-huh. you know, by, by the time you're in at the end of the game, like you can get like a hundred kill combo or whatever, you know, just going off crazy. Like you actually feel like a God. And in this game and, and then the new game, it's like a fucking dragger you know, feels like it's work to kill. And it's just like, uh, it's so, it feels just so much slower and clunkier and everything is this big beefy hit point ball of hit points. It takes forever to kill. I think it depends. Like I definitely did a bunch of the like arena stuff, like the Mosfelheim arena things where it's like, you know, kill these guys and granted like your kill counts lower than like smearing a hundred skeletons across the floor. But I don't know. I, I felt the power progression in these games a lot more. Like it felt yeah, because you're so shitty at this. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, the discrepancy between like where you start and where you end is like drastic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I do wonder like what it would feel like to go back to like a, like a, because I think they have some like remasters or something or re-releases of those old games. Yes. Like, I wonder if you can go home th- again with some of those. I think you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sh- if you have a PlayStation Plus account, you could probably play them for free. Ugh. They probably have them on there. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I know, I know Bloodborne <laughs> is on there. So. Is Bloodborne on there like a thing I can play or is Bloodborne on there like it was a game that was in the like games with gold or whatever? And then I missed I, my window to ob- obtain it. And so I don't have access to it. I, I think it's like one that you, I think it's one that's like available, like not, it's not like a permanent add to your library thing. It's like just available on like their game streaming service or whatever. Oh, well then I really don't want to play it if it's a game stream thing. Not a stream thing, but like, it's like one that you can download and play, but not own. Okay, like you can. The subscription gives you access to it. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the the Valhalla thing. It it wasn't even that long. It didn't take too long, and I and I did end up like increasing the difficulty a little bit because I found it to be after I died pretty quickly, forgetting how to play the game. By the time I I did, like played through one. I guess, rap, like one stretch or run, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think now it's getting too easy, so I need to bump it up. So, yeah, it, I that, that definitely does not sound like it's a game for me. If it's just the combat simulator part of the game, like, that's the part I hate the most about the game, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's one of the draws for me for that game. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking about, like, the different ways... Because you were talking about the different ways you can spec, and I'm like, you can, because it's like kind of got a Hades 
like boon aspect of things, although the boons are not nearly as you know interesting. You can still like spec your character to like be different per run. So you can like emphasize like the different weapons that you have access to. And like the way I ended up like beating the last run was by specking like leaning hard into like elemental damage over time and like stacking dots on the guys through my spear. Cause I got a thing that would like let you, it would randomly put an element on your spear every time you threw it. <laughs> so I was just like stabbing this guy in the head with elements and like nuking him. And then, uh, it felt pretty good. But that was never a thing that I ever tried in the main game. Main game, especially for those like arenas, I would like go. I'd pick the the chains, like the chaos chains, and just like do the ram my body into their body move. Mm-hmm. Because I had so much strength and so much stun damage that I would just like automatically set them into stun kill mode. So I could just like hit them once or twice and then insta kill them i have no idea what i did i don't remember at all (laughs) well uh i guess we should probably wrap it up what was the thing you'd said earlier pokemon that's what it is pokemon oh yeah yeah what that would be a good game i i think people would dig it i still don't even understand how it plays like you run around and you like try to like grab like jacks you capture monsters Uh uh-huh the monsters are your poker players the They're monster your poker players? Yes, the monster plays poker for you. Oh. And each monster has a set of abilities that lets them cheat at poker. Okay, so you like find and like have to trap a guy who's like the guy with the hoodie and the sunglasses. Or like <laughs> if, right? Uh-huh. Is that like the poker world <laughs> champion? Or the yeah. like or the like old western you know the, the the guy that's wearing a fringe leather jacket yeah. yeah yeah yes yes you have to go catch various monsters that play poker uh-huh. and then they are your poker players yeah so you call them in and then they do they now so do you have any agency of how they play poker or are they like just on their own yes you play the hand of poker as the monster and then the monster has powers that let them cheat at poker. I think you're you're losing me now. Like if I could if I could like like use the gambit system or something to program All right, that's fine. Whatever. To program sure. my the monster, monster plays poker. The the monster plays poker, but you have to like choose how to activate their abilities, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, you know, the you know, you can like cheat his hand, right? Like so you could say like, "Oh, turn one of his cards into an ace." Is like a power that one of them has or something uh-huh. right like that kind of shit like this character can have like an extra card in their hand for some reason yeah yes but but also they're like in this this world's games of poker they like do not disqualify you for cheating no it's part yeah, of the game it's part yeah. of it yeah yes like <laughs> you know like like one of one of the like a psychic type pokemon could see one of the cards that your opponent has hidden Mm -hmm. that kind of thing yeah 
So, yes, this is I I I made this up in the discussion that we were having. <laughs> and like there are so many things like it's all like I could write this up for you like right now. There's like so many ideas like it totally makes sense. I yeah. like just I'm just rattling off these small things and it's like already sounds like a viable pitch. I do think this is a much better way to like rather than like the cockfighting of regular Pokemon to like have a more civilized game <laughs> that's right that your captured slaves have to play. Exactly. And then it's like it's basically like the best of like three hands wins or something, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, oh, this Pokemon lost a hand, so he's out and you gotta swap in a new one. Uh-huh. Right. And there's some way for like different types of Pokemons to counter each other. Yeah. There's gotta be the rock, paper, scissors aspect of Yes. Yeah. Now, I, now you get it, right? Now I'm on board. I, I think the thing that I really want to avoid is actually having to play poker. Because that is <laughs> <laughs> that is like like I, I think there was like like a side quest in like or maybe I think it might have been part of the main quest in like Red Dead Redemption or something where they're like, you must play a game of poker. And I was just like, no, fold. And then I just shot the guy. <laughs> it's like, I'm out. I am not playing poker. You can't make me. And then there was like some like there was some like costume that you could get, but you could only get it by winning so many hands of poker. And I just said, like, I guess I'm not getting that one. I guess I'm not getting that costume. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Go back to playing Gwent. No. I I have the one introductory quest in Gwent still <laughs> still on my character save game for, for Witcher 3. I never, I never played a game of Quint out of the intro. Man, you, you like hate the games within a game more than anybody I know. I, just the card games. No, you also hated Blitzball. Okay, just the card games and Blitzball. Um, And probably some others. Yeah, I I think so. Uh, Okay, did Final Fantasy 16 have a terrible like card game in it that you have, that you have to play? Or any uh, terrible like game within a game? I don't think it had anything like that. Yeah, I don't feel unless I just had one either. Managed to not engage with it at all. But I feel like that's something that they kind of lost was like the mini games. Well, you're in luck because Golden Saucer is in the rebirth, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And I've heard uh, it. There's a million there we, mini games. <laughs> there we go. All right. They've been saving them all up for rebirth. Uh, but yeah, man, Final Fantasy VII, I was all over that snowboarding game. I know. <laughs> Got really into it. Yeah. And uh, I, from what I understand, it is not in Rebirth, and I'm really sad. <laughs> oh, I also got really into Hot Cold Chocobo. Do you remember that from 9? No. Was that one the, uh, was that like a red light, green light thing, or what was it? It was no, it was uh, you run around in a grid and you I guess it's not really it is and it isn't a grid like it's clearly a grid, but it is not like shaped like a grid. But you run around on the chocobo or as the chocobo and you peck and he says wark. And then the intensity of him saying wark is how close he is to a good prize. And it plays flamenco music the whole time. And I remember like, I got really into Hot Cold Chocobo to where I could, like, 
like into it like really quickly where the good stuff was and like win it really fast and you hated mm-hmm. hot cold chocobo and you said just play hot cold chocobo for my game <laughs> and i was i was like gladly <laughs> I, I definitely miss that of like us like being able to take over like playing the shitty mini games for each other that both <laughs> of us hate and like because it seems I had always worked out that way like there would be one that you hate but I loved like I was so good at Blitzball like oh god yeah I recall your like Blitzball championship and your like master team Blitzball <laughs> it was like, like it was like sixteen zero or something yeah like, yes. And meanwhile, like, I couldn't stomach playing it more than the one time. <laughs> uh-huh. And, oh, gosh. Like, which which one was it? What was the what was the minigame Hellscape with fucking Jiminy Cricket? Which was it? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 2, I think, was like. Two, actual- two, was, the, two was the one that had the, like, what was that? Penny Arcade comic. Honey, Honey Slider <laughs> was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. That one, that one was definitely like the worst. I don't know. Made... I, I I think they made it easier in revisions. Uh-huh. Uh, like they changed something about the the requirements. But uh, yeah. no, the the thing that I found to be the worst was the like s- the slapping posters uh, around uh, Twilight Town or whatever. Oh yeah, because you had to have. A very specific build for what was this fucking name? Was it Roxas or was it actually? No, that, Sora? that was Sora. Yeah. Okay. No, what you had to have was you had to have like maximum glide, and yeah. then you had to map the route you took specifically so that you could not touch the ground basically ever. Like, yeah. you would slap the poster and then continue to glide to the next location and slap the poster. And as soon as you lift it off, you could not touch the ground for the yeah. remainder. And it was that's, completely unreasonable. Yes. It, yeah. It, like the the requirement was a speed run <laughs> yeah. of the thing. And it's like, this is why you don't set your max goals to like your top QA testers time. <laughs> uh-huh. Because uh, that's what you end up with. You end up with like having to do this like absurd thing just to like get you know a completion <laughs> on a mini game uh okay pokemon then yeah if anybody listens to this they're gonna totally steal that idea and make it into a game well they can't right tm we got it tm pokemon pokemon yeah, yeah. no one to hold them no one to hold them yeah oh i don't know if we can no, use no, that it's gotta hold them all that's gotta hold them all oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> That's part of the appeal, is the creepy, the creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I'm going to stop now.